Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are so grateful for another opportunity to be here and just share the word of the Lord with you. It's good to know that everyone is well. It's good to see familiar faces, to worship the name of the Lord. I tell you, this has been a time a rough time for America, the world at hand. But I'm so glad that we have Jesus and that we are able to call his name. I give honor to the pastor of this house, to Pastor Eddie, to the entire executive staff and pastoral staff. We're just grateful to be here. Now, it's different, I know, preaching to an online audience and a few others. It's, this is the biggest crowd I've been in front of in about nine months, so it's all good. I've been doing phone messages and phone prayers and virtual this, and so that's, you know, it is what it is. But we're thankful for another opportunity. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we come. We thank you, O Lord, for this moment, this opportunity. You have allowed us to stand here. God of heaven, Lord, we thank you for life, breath, and strength. God of heaven, Lord, we thank you for safe travel. We thank you, O God, for your keeping power. God of heaven, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to draw our minds in, O God. Draw our hearts in, O God, that we may hear what you have to say, that we may see Oh God, this word like never before, oh God, come alive in our lives. God of heaven, Lord, we ask you right now to move me out the way and you step in the way. Let every thought be of yours, every word be of yours. In the name of Jesus, God of heaven, Lord, we thank you, oh God, for everything that you're going to speak into our lives, oh God. Allow this word to become our reality, oh God. Allow it to become fresh, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God of heaven, we bless your high name for who you are and what you are in our lives. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Now, we want to talk about being set apart. Being set apart. And I think that, uh, especially in this day and time that we are in, we have to make sure that we are <laughs> apart. It, it, it's kind of the norm that some people like to say, I still say it's abnormal because I just refuse to accept that this is going to be a norm forever. So being set apart and we all, in a sense, everywhere you go, there's social distancing, put your mask on. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of the, the thing of the day to be apart. And those of us that struggle and who are, you know, the type of people that like to, you know, be interactive and love on people, shake and just talk to random strangers. It's kind of hard for us. You know, you know, Steve, you know, back in the day, like a year ago, when you sneezed, they said, bless you. Now it's like, hey, stop that. <laughs> hey, whoa, back up now, back up. If you cough, hey, what are you doing? Uh, it's normal. I, I, I can't, we can't even do our normal functions anymore without people looking at us crazy. 
I just had a little, uh, you, anybody that's ever eaten a granola bar and you don't have anything to drink afterwards, you're going to cough. Because, <laughs> hey, stop that. So, no. So, you, it, it's a norm. It's weird because we, we never used to be this frightened by someone just coughing. But there is something about being in Jesus that should give us some type of calm. Now, I'm not the type to say, you know, just you don't have proper faith in Jesus if you are uh, following the CDC guidelines. No, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. So being set apart means simply that I do things a little differently because of who I am knitted with. Let's go to this text. Listen to me for a second. Peter writes here, the book of First Peter was written about 65 AD, the year after Nero started persecuting believers of Jesus Christ. I think he took over around 64 AD. Peter died around 67 or 68 AD. Peter was writing to the regenerated Jewish believers who are being scattered abroad across the five provinces, provinces of Asia Minor. And so he is trying to get them to understand some specifics. You are a believer in Jesus Christ, but yet you're being killed and being persecuted for your belief system. And so in this uprising of people being killed, Peter writes this specific, this specific letter. Now, we first have to understand that in that day and time, Judaism was the, the big belief system there. But there was a difference between being a believer of Jesus Christ and then being one that is practicing Judaism. Now, the, the state religion at that time was was, was uh, being ex moved, if you will. At that particular time, they did not want to accept Christians, so therefore the believer or those that were in Christianity, that was not a state religion. So therefore, you were not just being persecuted by random Joes, you were being persecuted by the officials in that state. So now we have to begin to understand something. The persecution is coming statewide. So now being killed just because you believe Jesus Christ, my Lord. So now, so now they are at a point where they're just upset about it and they move. They start to spread out abroad. They start to move abroad, but they have a belief system. They're already regenerated. They're already believers of Jesus Christ. So now as they move from being persecuted, Peter writes this letter, and he says this in verse 1. He starts off and says, Wherefore, laying aside the malice and the guile and the hypocrisies, the envies and evil of all speakings. Now, he is saying there, you're putting aside, don't, don't lie about this stuff. Don't, don't become a hypocrite because you're in Jesus Christ. There's still a level of standard of holiness that you have to uphold even though you're being persecuted. Even though you are facing some uh, tough times, 
you still have to uphold the standard of holiness. We, we can't let down that standard of true holiness because it's rough now. And so now what we begin to speak out of our mouths, it can't become negative just because we're in a negative time. And I, I venture to say that some of us, oh Lord, help me talk up in here. Some of us that are watching and some of us that are here, we, we, we may have gotten a little challenged in this time where we haven't been able to gather into the church. One thing about this time, this time should not cause us to go backwards. We should not be regressing because we cannot gather every uh, Sunday. If, if we teach and say that we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then guess what? This is the time to really practice and show that we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because I can't get to my brother that I usually pray with right now, so I'm going to have to reach the throne of God by myself. So, so to go backwards and I have a personal relationship with Jesus, uh, that just doesn't make good sense to me. And so the evil speakings, hypocrisy, being a hypocrite, none of that stuff, we got to let all that stuff, don't start falling back into that stuff because God has already brought you out of that. And so now what he says, uh, uh, I want to do with verse 1 and verse 5 real quick, and then we're going to go to our main verse, which is in uh, is verse 9 of the same book. So then he says this right here, verse 5, ye also are lively stones, are built up, a spiritual house, here it is, a holy priesthood. And this is what we are to do, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. So in essence, being a believer and being in a negative situation we still have to uphold the responsibilities of our spiritual sacrifices unto God. That means my worship, even if we, I can't even, I'm at work or I'm working overtime and I don't get to watch the online service, now I have to learn how to have a spiritual worship by myself. Mm, mm, mm. See, see, this, this, this pandemic has begin to really show us what we're made of. It has really begun to show us, do, are we really locked in on the Lord like we say we are? My kids have this new saying, and my three-year-old says it, it's locked in. I, I, don't, I don't even really know. I don't know what that is. Just by listening, I guess that means focused. And they just doing stuff, huh, locked in. Go get ready to eat, locked in, okay. I'm, I'm just like, what is it? And then my little three-year-old, locked in? I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying. But in essence, when they say, I'm locked in, I'm focused on this specific thing. So now, as a believer, we have to be locked in. My God. Because I cannot afford to, to, to lose my relationship with Jesus in the midst of a pandemic. Because, because this virus does not care who you are, how much you pray. 
We're in a place where it's not just faith for something, it's just faith in God. We, we just have to have faith, period. Nothing else. I have faith for God to do. Yes, that's good, but right now, it's just faith in God. I was talking to a man, I'll never forget it, Steve. Never forget it. He was from Africa. And he came to a conference here in America, and he said, he said, man, America faith and African faith is different. I said, how so? He said, sometimes y'all really don't practice faith. I'm kind of offended. What are you talking about? He said, in Africa right now, the doctors are on strike because of various reasons. They're on strike right now. This was about five years ago, 10 years ago or so. He said, they're on strike right now, and people are still sick. So what do you do when you are sick and you can't even go to the doctor? You have to have faith in God. My goodness. And so now we got to a point where doctors wasn't even seeing patients. One doctor just quit on my mother-in-law. She, he quit. He said, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm done. And she was like, so where am I supposed to go? We just have to have faith in God. How do we get to a point where you have the insurance to go? You have the money for your down payment for whatever you need. But, but the doctor will not see you. And that is a time that we are literally in. But my, my spiritual sacrifice unto God has to be relevant right now. Because I need to make sure I'm in sweet communion with God because right now I just don't know what's going to happen. We're in a place where danger is literally all around us. When you walk outside, you're at risk. Lord have mercy. When you go to your job, especially if you work in the school system, you're at risk. I went to, I've been working through this whole pandemic, and for all of this time, nine months or so, I've been at risk. People around me got coronavirus, Woo! but God has kept me. A man I ate lunch with every day. The week we couldn't eat together because they were just remodeling. Next thing I know, he had coronavirus. Danger is all around, but we have to be in a place where we still commune with God. We still have to give an acceptable sacrifice unto God by Jesus Christ. And so, so how am I set apart? And this, right, this moment right here, I'm set apart because God has decided to keep me from the coronavirus and all of the horrible things in this world. Therefore, I'm at a place where I'm set apart where I could be. My God, how many times have we been around or someone we know that we've seen last week and next thing you know, we hear that they're in the hospital sick. Because God has decided to keep us.
And so now this is why, listen here. So in the first observation of verse 9, and I'm getting ready to close. I got a few more minutes and I'm done. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been able to preach. I, I, almost, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so in first observation, look, listen here. In verse 9, this is what we see. He calls us four things. For one specific thing to do for him. And then we're called from into. All right. First observation of verse nine. I'll say it again. He calls us four types of people to show one specific thing for him. And that's what he has called us from and into. Okay, preacher, what are you talking about? The first four things that he calls us and he calls the people. He says, you are, but ye are first a chosen generation royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. So when you are a chosen generation, you are divinely selected by God. Okay? You are divinely selected by God. Anything that becomes divine is only because it's picked by God. Something about me. I picked out this little outfit today. But it's not divinely selected. She probably got a lot of shoes and a big closet and, and things like that. And he probably got a lot of hair products and things like that. So, <laughs> so, so, but that is what they picked. So when God begins to pick something, oh, look, I put my preacher voice on, I'm sorry, excuse me. When God divinely picks something, it's not according to what we think or what someone else thinks. Why is it that God divinely picked this brother or that brother when they come from that family? It does not matter. It's just what God decided to do because God has his own ability and God knows what he's capable to do through you. Lord have mercy. And, and, and so now when you are divinely selected by God, he begins to set you apart from everyone else and everything else. That's why when you are in this world, but you're not of the world, Jesus, 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 you, you, you begin to gain ground because you are set apart from everyone else. Lord, have mercy. And so when I am set apart, I become a part of royalty. Everybody say royalty. royalty. Uh, if, you, if you can't say yes, say it, but type it, do whatever you need to do. So now I'm set apart. I'm in royalty. And so now when, when, when you are in royalty, you don't want for anything. Lord, help me in here. So being a part of the royal priesthood, that alone set is set apart. Lord have mercy. So, so now we see that 
When I'm a part of the royalty, I don't want for anything. Anything that I need, I'm able to get access to. That's a part, that's one of the advantages of being in royalty. And so now, because I'm a part of the royal priesthood, there's a blessing that God places on me just because I'm connected to him. Lord have mercy. And so now, here, here's another thing he calls us, but this one comes with some responsibility. A holy nation. This particular called out and set apart one. This is the practice or one of our reasonable services unto God. See, but when I'm a part of the holy nation, that already makes me different from everyone else. Because there's something within me that is supposed to be shining on the outside. And that's why people look at us differently. That's why people see us differently. And we need to make sure because we're a part of the holy nation, we need to make sure that God is shining through us. And then a peculiar people. This is why they say when you have all of those three, that's why you look peculiar in some people's eyes because you're doing something different. So now let's, let's wrap it up there. So now we have to understand that because they are walking in the newness of Jesus Christ in that day and time, they're looking strange or peculiar because you're not practicing Judaism. You are practicing something totally different. You're, you're, you're sacrificing the things that your flesh wants. And you're not giving in to the things and the desires of the flesh. So now you look peculiar. I look peculiar when they start talking about other women and looking at pictures. And I'm saying, I don't want it. I'm cool. I like what I have at home. Lord, help us today. You look peculiar when you're upset and the only thing that comes out of your mouth is, mm, Lord, help me. You look peculiar when, when some attractive young lady or attractive man comes your way and y'all know the rest and you walk away. Young people, you look peculiar when you save yourself for marriage and you don't want to give in. You look peculiar because everyone around you is doing it. That's a part of being set apart. Hallelujah to God. And so all of that is to do one specific thing, to show forth the praises of him, to give him the praise, to show what he is capable of. So my life begins to give God praise. Because I'm set apart. When I say no, that begins to, to show the ability of God. The keeping power of God. My God, my God. And so now, hallelujah to God. What he begins to do, it begins to speak to God and the transformation that happens. 
And so now that I was in darkness and he brought me into the marvelous light. So now that begins to cause me to be set apart. So now what happens in the midst of all this? Because, yes, I suffer, too. Mm -hmm. See, that's what people don't get. We're not exempt from suffering just because we know Jesus Christ. We have to go through and, 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 and deal with the coronavirus. We still got to deal with going to work. Or if we're going to get a stimulus check, we have all wearing masks. I wear masks 10 hours a day. It, it all becomes a little frustrating at times. But because I'm in the light of Jesus Christ, that's when people begin to talk and they get negative. There's something positive that spews out of our mouth because we know Jesus. That's what we are right now in the midst of this pandemic. We are a light unto a world. See, I truly believe that God is purposing to get the church back together to own one message that he is the answer for this world. See, I tell people all the time, my faith is in God. Well, how do you feel about, what if we, I, I'm trusting God. And, and while I'm trusting the Lord, oh Lord, hallelujah. While I'm trusting him, that doesn't mean that when I go home, I'm just like, ah, woohoo. No, this causes me to get to a place where I have sweet Constant communion with God. Because I got to pray for my children. And, and yes, I'm serious. On this one, if they cough right now, I do look at them a little cross. You all right? Drink this orange juice, dump it down their throat. Start throwing vitamins, eat them all. <laughs> and, and, and smearing them with oil. <laughs> That's the combination. Orange juice, vitamins, and oil. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Because right now, God is all we have. And I'm set apart from people being frustrated, mad. Just, they just don't know what they're going to do. Sam, are you scared? No. My God has not given me the spirit of fear. I have a, there's a calm about me because I trust the Lord. I'm not oblivious to everything. I washed my hands and did that before the coronavirus. I, that was natural. <laughs> so I was cool on that part. But in all of this, it's caused me to make sure I hear more from God. Lord, what are you really saying in this time? And as believers and being set apart, that's what we need to really start asking. Lord, what are you saying right now to me? Lord, what is it that you're trying to see, get me to see? What is it that I need to do to draw closer to you? I think I truly believe that this should have been a time where we have drawn more closer to God 
This should have been a time where the, uh, uh, we should have been in our word more. We, there was nowhere to go. This shouldn't have been a time where uh, we, we start having problems in our marriage. I found out my kids do like to hear about scripture. This was a time we implemented a family Bible study. This was a time where I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? I got all these other things that you are preparing me for, but what do I do now? He said, deal with your family. I didn't get to a point where I was like, Lord, I don't know if this is the woman you really have for me. I didn't say she didn't get on my nerves. But it never got to that point. <laughs> it shouldn't have got to, it wouldn't, it did not get to that point where things started getting questioned. Because I had to stay before God. I'll say to you, we are set apart. But even in the midst of all this, we are victorious. The last song that, that, that y'all sung, the name of Jesus, that, that, that name is a name of love. That's the name we need to be calling on and practicing, saying all the time. Because, yes, we're set apart. I'm set apart. I'm different from everyone else. And that's what we have to begin to accept. See, some of us don't accept the fact that we are different, that we are called out of darkness. Nobody said that it look, it, it, the darkness doesn't look good or will feel easier to go back to, because it might. But the reality is, you go back into that darkness, depression, and all of those things that you don't see will consume you. You, you think leaving and separating from the family is going to be the answer. But I'm telling you, it's not going to be the answer. Because there's going to be that moment when you realize, I need my family. This is what God blessed me with. Man of God, woman of God, I'll say to you, get down on your knees and cry out to God. And ask the Lord to touch you. And he will. Let's pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus and we thank you for what you have said to us today, how you have spoke through us. God of heaven, Lord, allow this word to just resonate in our spirit. Lord, let us understand that we are set apart and you get all the glory. Help us, O oh God. Cover us, O oh God. Cover us in your blood, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, continue to protect us, O oh God, and continue to take us higher in you and deeper in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.